Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Welcome back. Welcome back to Johnny B Show, Monday night, 102.5 The Bone. It is Victory Monday. By Victory Monday, I mean our Tampa Bay Buccaneers once again showed out on a Sunday. Uh, every Monday night at 10 o'clock, we do our Bucks break with Rhett Matthew from the Cannon Fire Podcast. He is on the hotline. Let's bring him in. What's up, Rhett? It is a damn shame that the Buccaneers could not do that on prime time, but a win is a win. Happy Victory Monday, fellas. Yeah, I mean, we pulled it out. You know, it was a, it was a tough one. You know, I mean, we uh, we only we we just eked by by twenty five points. You know, so thank God. <laughs> you know, I, and I know a lot of that was scored in the last seven minutes of the game, but man, I loved I love the fact that we. We uh, we keep the pedal down, you know, and just keep going at him. And I know Tom Brady was looking at a record that he wanted to, uh, you know, he wanted to get that that all time touchdown lead over Drew Brees. So maybe that had something to do with it. But I love the fact that he went right back down and punched in another score uh, to Tyler Johnson uh, to, before the game wrapped up. I thought it was awesome. So uh, let's get back to the beginning of the game. Let's talk about what happened. Um and discuss, uh, you know, who we who we thought the uh, the MVP would be. I I, I want to say I I said Tom Brady last Monday when uh, we had our, our our predictions. Did did I not say Tom Brady would be the MVP of this game? I can't remember. It's so long ago. Yeah, I I I can't remember either. I don't even remember who I predicted. To be honest with I you. I said Tom. I said Tom. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I believe I did say Tom Brady would uh, annihilate this. This uh, this horrible defensive backfield for the Raiders, those poor poor guys. Can you name one guy that that plays corner for the Raiders? Can you? Uh, yeah. No, no, I can't. I know, I know, I know. You would think we would know their name because uh, you know, we saw Scotty Miller run past them so many times yesterday, but no, they're just a blip. I don't know who they are, and I'm sure they would rather us not know their name after yesterday. So the Buccaneers came out, and like normal, the defense, uh, it seems like they, they have a tough time with a team's first drive, whether it's the scripted plays that teams always have for the first drive. Maybe that's how they, they you know, maybe they're okay with that. Like, because that, that's what I, I, I kind of brought from yesterday. Like, it, it looks to me like, they watched film on the Bucks defense and they scripted like the first 10 plays. But then after that, it was over. The Bucks defense had already, they got into, into a rhythm and they just started hassling uh, poor Derek Carr. They, they were beating the mascara right off of his eyes. It was just brutal. 
Yeah, Gruden definitely came out and won the chess match early on. It felt like like that fake punt. I feel like they should have been a little bit more prepared. But I mean, that was a tone setter early on. Seven to zero, uh-huh. Raiders come out early. And then, um, you know, that big Nelson Aguilar shot that they took, they had Levante David lined up on Nelson Aguilar. And the Bucks defense did a pretty good job of adjusting to that because, I mean, if you had your linebackers, I know Devin White's speedy, but if you have your linebackers on a guy like Nelson Aguilar all day, it would have been pretty damn ugly pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, But the adjustments that this team made and, and just the way that, you know, the offense and the defense as well can just respond to you know, certain situations in the game are, are just incredible. Like, it's 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 a much more mature Bucks team than I feel like we have seen in many, many years. You know, they, they've gone on some runs these past few years with Jameis. Like, they've won five in a row here and there. But the maturity level that these guys are playing at and the standard that they have set for themselves is really cool to watch because they are playing some great football. Yeah, the what... – one of the things that I noticed just from myself watching the game yesterday, I'm starting to lose my PTSD when it comes to something bad is about to happen when things are going well. Like the, and I think so many Bucks fans feel this, this, uh, this, this sense of uh, doom when things are going well. Like when Jameis was playing, uh, we'd be ahead in the game, and every time he went to throw the ball, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, it's he's about to throw a pick. It's about, you know, we're about to lose momentum. He's about to throw a pick. Now with Tom Brady, who's only thrown four interceptions, you know, in seven games, now when he throws the ball, I just assume it's going to be a dime every single time. I'm, I'm excited when he throws the ball because I'm like, he's about to hit somebody. Uh, you know, in stride, and there's a chance that that's going to go for a touchdown, and I get super excited about it. So um, that, to me, makes the 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 you know the watching uh, so much more enjoyable and and exciting because it's we're finally getting to, and I, you're not old enough to remember how it felt to watch even Brad Johnson play quarterback, but it was the same thing. You know, you go, you know what, this guy's not going to he's not going to throw the game away for us, you know. But Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Not only is he not going yeah. to throw a pick, but he is going to throw it to the most open guy. And if he if he doesn't, he's going to throw it away from everybody. And it's, it's spectacular. I mean, it really makes watching the game more enjoyable. And I'm starting to I'm starting to trust the Bucks. You know, I feel like somebody that's you know it's been in a lot of bad relationships, and I'm just scared of commitment. And now I have found you know the right one. You know, now I have found somebody that I can open up to and I can trust that they're not going to break my heart. And I'm almost there. You know, I'm almost there with the, with this new, this new uh, version of the bucks. It's very exciting. Um, But yeah, they, I think the Raiders did a good job uh, containing Rojo. I think that that was a priority for their defensive coordinator. But the problem is you, you contain our running back. You can't contain everybody else, you know, and that's what happened yesterday. Gronk is becoming more gronky every single week. And Scotty Miller is, uh, you know, if he's not getting uh, wide open, he's being interfered. So he is a problem for defenses right now with that speed. And uh, and then, of course, Godwin playing. Uh, you bring in a Tyler Johnson once in a while. And Cameron Brake came in and caught a pass. Tyler, uh, I'm sorry, Tanner Hudson had a ridiculous catch for a first down yesterday. And then while all this is going on, Rhett, 
just sitting there waiting for his COVID protocol. Is a, this guy that's going to be helping us out with our depth named Antonio Brown. Oh, man. We haven't talked about Antonio Brown on the Bucks break yet. But uh-uh. I do want to say really quickly just about this offense as a whole. You know, first time in almost a month last Sunday that the Buccaneers didn't have a 100-yard rusher, which is pretty damn weird to say, but it's 2020. I think we're past it at this point. But all of that aside, big receiving day, Tom Brady, listen, man, I don't want to be that guy. But is it too early to talk about where Tom Brady shapes up in the MVP race this season? I know we're halfway through. Next week is week eight. I get it. But the stats are this. Tom Brady has 18 touchdowns right now, second in the NFL. He's top 10 in passing yards. I think he's pretty close to 2,000, if I remember correctly. And only four picks on the year. The other guys that I would say are his main competition right now in that MVP race, Russell Wilson threw three picks on Sunday night football. And Aaron Rodgers had a bounce back week, but he still played like garbage against Tampa Bay. So is it, is it too early to talk about it? Like, I wanted to gauge your interest because, you know, you can't leave me hanging on the Brady talk and not let me jump into the uh, potential MVP race here. Yeah, I mean, uh, you left out that Brady also has two rushing touchdowns, too. So a total of 20 oh, yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, there you go. But, but, I mean, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I think that, I think it is a little bit early only because – there are still people out there that think he's too old. There are still people out there that that haven't let that go, even with the stats that he's put up. People, the sexier pick is Russell Wilson, um, you know. And then you got, you know, Pat Mahomes still has, uh, you know, eight games to be Pat Mahomes. You got uh, Aaron Rodgers, who if he plays more like yesterday than he did, you know, last week, he's got a shot. You know, then you got guys like Kyler Murray who beat Russell Wilson last night, who may start getting some looks uh, for MVP. So, yeah, I think it's too early for anybody, really, because everybody was screaming Russell Wilson until last night when Russell Wilson threw three picks. So, yeah, I really don't think MVP talk should be a thing until, like, week 12. Like, I think there's so much that could happen with with everybody. I mean, injuries. I mean, you can go into a four-game slump. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen. So, yeah, right now – if it was uh, if it was week 15, I'd say yeah, Tom Brady's got a shot. Definitely got a shot, especially if the Bucks end up, you know, winning the division. You know, you're talking about turning a franchise completely around in one season with no off-season practice. I mean, that's a big deal. So uh, I don't even look at that. I don't even look at MVP talk this early <laughs> because any anything can happen. All these guys that are front runners could have ACL tears and uh, knock on wood. So yeah, let's not I, have that I, happen, but. I do agree with you. You know, obviously we need to see a good performance against the Giants, which I'm not too worried about. And I'd like to see a win against New Orleans in decisive fashion, if possible. I mean, it doesn't even have to be decisive. But if Brady throws, you know, three touchdowns, 250-plus yards, no interceptions, and they beat the Saints, then maybe we can talk about it a little bit more. But the only reason I bring it up, is because, he, you know, right around halfway through the season, the MVP rumbling start, you got your early front runners, and uh, this is the first time in Tampa Bay in many, 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 many years that I feel like we can have this conversation, especially this early in the season. So, I mean, it's it's just damn fun. I mean, am I right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's nuts. It's, it's funny now we look at, man, man, if we would have beat Chicago the way we should have, we'd be 6-1 and one right now. 
where we should be over the moon just to be five and two right now, especially when we're looking at a Giants team coming in on Monday Night Football. That w- it, and I know it, Will said this during the break. I said, "Man, we're going to murder the Giants." And what did you say, Will? I said, "This is the game where they could sneak up and you nope. play down to your opponent, and they get you because they catch you sleeping potentially." Uh, I would agree if it was last year or the year before. Last year when we played the Giants, we we had an offensive explosion in the first half, but we had at that time, uh, and Rhett, I know you remember, at that time our our defensive backfield was playing horrendously at that time. It was like non-existent. So any team could have came back and beat us, and we still lost because of a missed field goal from a guy who is no longer on the team because of things like that. No. And we can do our predictions yeah. right now if you want to. It's going to hey, be really it's quickly be, though. Just um, a, yeah, go ahead. Just a quick shout out to Ryan Suckup, who definitely doesn't suck. You talked yeah. about losing that Bucks fan PTSD a little bit earlier. I don't even know if I get nervous at field goals anymore. PATs, I'm completely over. Uh, a little bit. I get. I, I don't think I'm ever going to be over kicks because of how bad it's been for a decade. But I mean, I do feel a lot more confident with Suckup than I did, you know, the last five kickers. But there's, it's always in the back. But you know what? Watching any game, I think a kicker's going to miss now. It just seems like misses are more common than they used to be. I mean, you saw the oh, Tennessee yeah. game yesterday. Uh, you know, that, that uh, Goskowski, uh, he's he's really turded them up more than once. You know, so it's like uh, there's a lot there's a lot of uh, a lot of uncertainty with kicks in the league. But I'll take suck up right now. Like if they said, look, we're going to sign him for. The next four years, I, I'd be completely happy with that. I'd be super excited. So, no, he's he is as solid of a kicker uh, at this point uh, that we've had since uh, since you know uh, Bryant. You know, does so, he have any misses this year? Yes, I think he's got. Yeah, he's got like two or three. And I know that if only there was a way to find out. Well, he's got um, for the for the regular season. He's eleven for thirteen. So that's pretty yeah. good, yeah. There you go, yeah. Two misses. One of them was a block. Yeah. So what is that? That's nine. That's over ninety. That's about ninety percent. It's eighty. So, yeah, eighty-four, eighty-five. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm fine. And yeah, one of them was a block, so it's hard to put that one on him when the you know the guy and the guy jumped the line, which is cheating, and and didn't get called. I remember that. So. Yeah. That, I yeah. That was that was kind of a weird situation. I remember I had to reevaluate the rule book right then and there, uh-huh. but um. Yeah, shout out to Ryan Suckup. Definitely doesn't suck so far, like what I'm seeing from him. Uh, yeah, we had our first uh, pick by rookie phenom. Um, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Thank Antoine you. Winfield Jr. There you go. <laughs> you know, you, I, for some reason, I keep seeing the Buddha Buddha Baker getting chased down by uh, DK Metcalf play in my head. It's making me forget everybody's name uh, because I've wa- I've watched that play about a hundred times in the last 24 hours. So uh, if you haven't seen that one, it looks like it looks like a Madden oh, yeah. play where where you get pissed off at Madden. You're like, yeah, that didn't just happen. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. But uh, like, you ever play Madden? Uh, like right around Halloween, they have like the monster players that are like four times the size of regular players, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's only for Halloween. That's what it looked like. DK Metcalf chased down Buda Baker on what was looking like it was going to be a pick six. And he looked like he was three times his size and three times as fast. It looked like a grown man chasing down his toddler at Walmart. It was hilarious. Anyway, 
But I digress. Let's get back to the Bucks. So, yeah, Antoine Winfield Jr. had uh, his first actual pick yesterday. Uh, the defense just swarming. Uh, Devin White, three sacks from Devin White. He's good. Good God. We, uh, did he have five, we did he have five total last year? What did he have total last year? I think five. Oh, man, you're asking the wrong person. I don't remember in particular, but five <laughs> sounds like a good guess. Okay, sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's ridiculous. I don't, I don't know what he has on the year, but it's, uh, it's probably over five on the year already. Um, yeah. So and then you got McClendon uh, came in his first game after being traded from the Jets. Uh, he had I think four and a half tackles, uh, four solo tackles yesterday. He was, he was really, really good on the inside there. So yeah, the defense looks great. Carlton Davis. Uh, wow. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a monster again yesterday. So. By the way, Devin uh, White had uh, two and a half sacks in 2019. Did he, he really? Yes, four, four, four already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's good. Uh, oh, you know what? You know where the number five came from for me? Uh, that was what he said he wanted to have as far as interceptions uh, at the beginning of the season. That was his prediction. So I don't think he has one yet. But you know, I don't care if he gets interceptions, man. Just keep beating people down when they when they try to run the ball. Um, Josh Jacobs had 17 yards on 10 carries yesterday. That's not going to, that's, that's ridiculous. The way that this defense is playing and the identity that they have, like, it's not even so much about being, you know, in the perfect place at the perfect time. Really the formula that we've seen from Tom Bowles, they're just going to blitz the hell out of you. They're going to force you to make a mistake. And it's usually going to come at a key moment in the game because all season long we've been watching these games and I'm like, damn, they could really use a pick right here. And then they go out and they get a pick. Like it is incredible just how much better they, you know, not only form to the football shutting down a run game, but you make a team one dimensional by shutting down a run game continually the first place run defense in the NFL. So you shut down the run game, make any team one-dimensional, and you blitz the hell out of them. They're going to make a few mistakes, and uh, from what we've seen these past few weeks, they're pretty costly for the opponent. So this defense, just as a whole, man, they are really, really fun to watch. And you brought up Carlton Davis as well. He had a good game. Saw him go down with that weird injury, but he was able to get back into the game. But, you know, we're talking a lot of good about this defense, and there is a lot of good to be said about this defense, but... Sean Murphy Bunting has not had a good stretch of games at all. He's he's starting to become a liability when other people aren't out there to cover him up. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know. I like I I love him and I thought that he was great last year and whether he's just going through a, a rut or I don't know what maybe he's got an injury that we don't know about that he's playing through, but uh it would I would like to see him definitely uh, pick it up a little bit. Uh, if not, he's going to get replaced. Uh, we got Jamel Dean's been coming in and playing a lot and looking really, really good. I don't know if he could play that nickel spot like, uh, like you know, Murphy Bunting does, but I like I like when uh, with Dean when Dean's on the field. He seems to always be around the ball, and I love that. Um, and uh, also, um, uh. There's been a lot of other good play from other guys that are that are getting playing time that didn't usually get playing time too, um, and I'm brain farting his name again too. Who's uh, the safety that also came in yesterday had a deflection that's been playing a lot more. Mike Edwards. 
Thank Mike you, Michael Edwards. Edwards. Number yeah, thirty-two. He, he looked great. Yep. Yeah, he was. Um, he had that one interception that was negated by the Shaq Barrett offsides, unfortunately. And then later right. on in the game, he tipped the ball that gave Antoine Winfield his first pick. So you know, a bit of an underrated name on that defense. But he had the interception against Denver as well. Mike Edwards is quietly having a hell of a year. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's not a starter. You know, he's getting playing time where where he can, and uh, and when he when he gets in there, he's making he's making good on his opportunities, which is awesome. Uh, and I'm sorry, I brain farted his name. So I am kind of out of the corner of my eye watching the Rams beat the hell out of the Bears right now. So uh, it's <laughs> not good for the Bears. Yeah. Anyway, so all right, let's go ahead and officially get to our predictions. Uh, Monday night football coming up. You have the uh, and when is our bye week? Do you know when that is? Week thirteen. So the bu- yeah, it's week, we got a while. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah they go week thirteen, we, and then they've got a uh, they got a four game stretch. They play the Vikings, the Falcons, the Lions, and the Falcons. I believe in that order. So a uh, gonna, that, you know that's, if, that's if by a the four game win streak, you're making a little yeah exactly. You're making a little push for the uh, playoffs, and this team is in good enough shape. I think they could win all four of those games. We're looking very twelve and four ish right now, man. I'm sorry, I don't. I know I don't. I'm talking a little early, but uh, yeah. I mean, very strong eleven and five, but very possibly twelve and four ish the way things are looking. But the way right they're now. playing now, they're looking like fourteen and two. Yeah, and I wouldn't look, say that. They look unbeatable to me. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we got the Chiefs really coming did. in. Yeah, the know. Raiders beat the Chiefs. We beat yeah, the Raiders. That's true. If you look at it like that. I didn't think about it like that, man. I would, yeah, you're right. I would love to see how this team responds to their next big opponent. Week 9 against the Saints is the next biggest game that they have. And, yeah. you know, they needed to respond pretty quickly coming off of the Thursday night game. But they needed to respond against Green Bay, and they went out there and won 38-10. Maybe they caught yeah. Aaron Rodgers and company a little off. But, you know, to see them just mollywop a good team again would solidify it, and I would jump on that train. I do have Two weeks in a row. Two it. weeks in a row, twenty-five oh, at least twenty-five point victory. Two weeks in a row. Have the Bucks ever done that? Have they ever beat teams by twenty-five points two weeks in a row? And both teams have winning records. They they beat the Packers who were undefeated, and then they beat the Raiders who had a winning record and were looking good. Just beat the Chiefs, beat the crap out of them. Like just brutalized them. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they really are playing some good football right now. It'll be interesting to see what happens later on down the stretch. But I'm telling you, man, Week 9 against the Saints is going to be the most telling game of the season. I'm excited for the Chiefs game. You know, they play the Rams a little bit later on. Those are some big games on the schedule. But this Saints game, you know, if things are shaping up the way that they are right now, then I'm pretty sure the Saints might win next week. Bucks should win against the Giants next week. Week nine is going to be for the division. And if you can win that game, you can, you know, set a goal to be right. a division leader at the end of the season, which is something that we haven't seen from the Bucks in oh how many God. years? Maybe once the past decade, if even that. It's been a long time. And, uh, right. you know, Evan calls me the eternal optimist on the show because I'm always, you know, the guy who's always like, yeah, we're going to go 12 and 4. But right. I really think if this team can continue to play disciplined football, I will believe it when I see it. But week nine is what I'm looking for. You know, that's something we didn't bring up, too, about yesterday's game. Uh, you talk about disciplined football. Um, almost a perfectly clean game again. Yet we had four penalties. And Bruce Arian said today in the press conference, 
he'll take four penalties every game. When you're used to getting 10, you know, or more. So we had four penalties, but no turnovers and no sacks. Again, two yeah. weeks in a row. If you cannot turn the ball over and your quarterback is standing upright the entire game, you're going to win almost every time. And that's what we got to keep doing, I, playing good, clean football. I didn't see any pressure on Brady whatsoever. Like, he had the mm. cleanest uniform at the end of this one that he's had all season. Big uh, big props to the offensive line. Two weeks in a row, no sacks given up. Yeah. And just like you had mentioned as well, you know, disciplined football. Yeah, those four penalties happened. And, um, you know, I remember there was that stretch where I think it was on one drive we got two penalties. Or yeah. it was the uh, SMB got the, what was it, the pass interference or the holding downfield. Uh-huh. Um, in that drive, I was like, oh, boy, you know, here we go. Game's mm-hmm. getting a little bit competitive again, and they're starting to let some leeway in. But they really fixed it up after that. And, and like you said, you know, like Bruce said, I'll take four penalties any game. In the <laughs> If this offensive line continues to play the way that they are, and, and for the most part they stay disciplined, then – you know, a couple penalties here and there, they happen. It is what it is. But, um, yeah, very disciplined football, which is, again, a welcome change and, and something pretty new this season. Yeah, I mean, if, if the key players stay healthy and they keep playing clean, they're going to be tough to beat every single week. I mean, if, you're talking on defense, if uh, if David and, uh, and White stay healthy, those two guys flying around, it makes it so tough. For anybody to run the ball, for anybody to to, uh, to to even short passes, they're on them like just rockets. They're shot out like rockets. Uh, so if those guys stay healthy, they don't commit a lot of penalties. And then if uh, if they keep clean pockets for Brady, he will spend the entire season picking these defenses apart. Uh, and it's just like throwing the ball in the park for him. If he has the time to, to go through his progressions, you can't win. He's going to beat the crap out of you. Uh, with that being said, let's get to our Giants predictions. <laughs> so the Giants <laughs> and the Bucks on Monday Night Football, I feel like I'm going to probably develop a cold and not work that night. Um, Will, what do you think is going to happen? This is the game. I'm telling you. <laughs> so where the Giants, <laughs> they play down to their opponent. This happens no. all the time. You, and- Rhett, and I can beat the Giants right now. Yes. <laughs> This could be the game where they where they sleep and they get caught, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Bucks are going to roll. I'm going to say, my gosh, 38 to 14. That's about right. Okay, who's the MVP? MVP is going to be uh, Rob Gronkowski. I think he's going to get two Ooh. touchdowns next week. Tom's oh, yeah. throwing to him a lot. So. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, I got the MVP last week. So... Because uh, somebody messaged me while we were talking about it, and they're like, yes, you said Tom Brady last week, so thank you for that. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Rhett, what do you think, bud? Well, I just want to make a quick observation. The past two weeks on the Bucks break, Johnny has picked against the Bucks, and uh What? I no, guess no, no. just been listening. No, no, no. I did, I did not pick against the Bucks against the Raiders. I, I said we were going to destroy them. I think you did, but it was kind of in jest. Because you I said did. You it, was, to... it was kind of a, it was oh, kind yeah, of a yeah. joke. You know? I said I had a heart pick and a brain pick. I said my heart yes. is going to pick against them because I don't want to jinx them, but my head's going to say they beat them. Uh, I think I said 38 to 10 or some crap like that. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I just wanted Sorry. to make that observation. That's all. But Jerk off. my score prediction is this. 
I, I think the Bucks win big. I think it's a game you're going to win. And, you know, like Will brought up, usually in games like this, the Buccaneers have a habit of playing down to their opponent. But we haven't seen that yet this season, except for maybe the Chargers game, which I think they just got punked out of the gate. But if they can keep the discipline up, I think they're going to steamroll New York and they're going to be a 1-7 football team. I've got the Buccaneers winning this one at 31-10. And my MVP is Mike Evans. People have been talking about Mike because he didn't get a lot of targets against the Raiders. And you know what? Something not a lot of people realize is that he's still second on the team in receiving yards. He's got six touchdowns this season. And I'll tell you what, he's still playing somewhat injured. I think he'll still be playing somewhat injured against the Giants, but history looks good for Mike Evans because he always has a big day against New York. So I think he goes off 120 yards, maybe two touchdowns, but I know for sure he gets in the end zone at least one time this week. So Mike Evans is my MVP, and the Bucks are going to win it big. Yeah, Mike Evans had a hell of a game against the Giants last year, and uh, obviously we should have won that game. And Yeah, I mean, the thing is – Twitter is so funny. Everybody on Twitter yesterday was just, oh, my God, Mike Evans is so mad. He's going to demand a trade. Shut up. Mike Evans is being double teamed still, and he knows it, and he knows it's freeing up these one-on-ones with uh, with Scotty Miller, and, and Gronk is getting wide open in these outs in the zones. And Mike Evans wants to win football games, man. Like, yes, he everybody loves to to you know to score touchdowns. Who doesn't you know? But I, I, look, I I noticed and I saw this on Twitter too. People were responding to people, but I noticed uh, you know when Tyler Johnson caught the touchdown, you know to to go up to you know 45 points. Mike Evans is the first one hugging him in the end zone. Like he is super excited yep. that his team is kicking the crap out of people. Uh, Mike Evans is fine. He is still on a Hall of Fame path. He is fine. Don't you worry about him. He wants to go to the Super Bowl. He wants a ring more than he wants to catch three or four more passes, you know, in a game that's already decided. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think he might have a pretty good game next year or next uh, week and next year. But uh, I really think this is going to be a curb stomping um, for a couple of different reasons. One, the Giants have hurt Tom Brady in the past, uh, two different Super Bowls. Um so he hates him. And uh, Bruce Arians didn't forget about last year at all. And yeah, I, it, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a little bit of revenge for Bruce, a little bit of revenge for Tom and the Bucks. They don't play down to people anymore. You just pointed that out. You know, you don't take anybody for granted. I think the Bucks are going to come out and, uh, and and keep the pedal down. And I think I think they win this game 42 to seven. I think there's a pick six. I think there's a scoop and score. I think Danny Dimes is going to lack a penny. If he's lucky, they're going to murder him. And it's going to be pathetic uh, because the Giants are a horrible football team. And the Bucks are a very good football team. And if you just want to get down to the brass tacks and get to the basic math, that's what it is. Very good against very bad equals an ass whooping. And that's what's going to happen. There's not going to be this old Bucks. You know, oh boy, uh, there's a bad team coming in, and we're gonna no, 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 no. The Giants have nothing for us. They don't have a running game. They don't have a passing game. They don't have a defense. It's going to be a shellacking. It's going to be pathetic. It's going to be like me having a pie eating contest against a toddler. There's no shot. Game over. Finn, bye bye.
42 to 7. The MVP for the Bucks is going to be a defensive player. Uh, congratulations. It's going to be Jamel Dean. He's going to have two picks with the pick six. Oh, my God. How did I do this? What am oh, I? Oh, yeah. Psychic? Yeah, it's going to happen. So, uh, Rhett Matthew, tell everybody how they can find you and the Can of Fire podcast. Absolutely. So, if you guys want to check out the show, Can of Fire podcast is available with video on YouTube. And, of course, anywhere else you download a podcast. We actually just released an episode less than an hour ago, our game review. So, make sure you jump on it. Um, you can follow myself on social media, though, Instagram and Twitter. Both of those are Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. And if you follow me, I promise I'll follow you back almost to 1,000 followers on Twitter. Somebody can lobby nice. like 44 people. We can do it. And then, you know, oh, one yeah. step closer to that coveted verification badge. Follow them, B-holes. Uh, also, uh, I demand that you wear the uh, the Mike Evans jersey uh, the rest of the season, since that is your lucky jersey. <laughs> I don't care how yeah, sweet your sap jersey people, is. Now nah, I don't care about your number 98 Redicus jersey. You wear that damn 13 proudly, and let's keep winning games. Um, all the Can of Fire uh, listeners out there, you can follow myself and Will on Twitter at Johnny B Comedy and at home underscore made underscore man. Rhett, we will be talking to you uh, next Tuesday for Victory Tuesday. How does that sound? Oh, hell yeah. I'm excited about it. You said Tuesday, and I had to think about it for a minute. Then I remembered prime time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. We will talk to you next week. Have a great week, man. Looking forward to it, guys. Go Bucks. Later, go Bucks. Uh, Rhett Matthew, everybody. All right, let us take a break. When we come back, we'll have a very fast break, but it's going to be fun because we have a list of perfect costumes for Halloween for people here in Tampa. When we come back, it's the Johnny B Show. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save 